go ahead <laughs> hello guys and welcome to the new podcast of mastercast i am your host udit singh and joining me on this panel is aman hey. aman say hi get that he didn't follow that up with a lot of excitement but arnab take it away what's up people we are live on easter and april's fool and i have no idea how this podcast is live but we are live god bless us <laughs> good thing good thing god bless us god is good isn't he so hum or is he dead like nietzsche no, said no he is dead and we have killed him how are we to bear in the greatest fuck <laughs> <laughs> what what the, what the fuck did you mumble in the last 3 seconds <laughs> of that as this quoting nietzsche dude it's okay it's yeah that bad. was a nietzsche joke we it, it worked it worked it's all good it's all good mm. i am by the way as an announcement i am here in bangalore i am in a room completely without furniture and i am in the blanket with this with a fold right this is how this is going to go it's going and allow us to just deviate for a moment and just talk about ourselves how much have you been for the past week that doesn't sound like very exciting to be a mythic what was so amazing i was um, on a more serious note uh, last few days i've been playing a lot of um nino kuni plus fantasy 15 so grpgs basically uh you finally getting the taste of the grpgs they all are so unique right every grpg that you play brings a different flavor into itself yeah um so one thing i loved about nino kuni is the fact that uh, in the first 6 hours as i'm playing the game they, i just think like okay this is the game mechanic there's nothing more to add they keep adding more things and it's all nice oh. Oh I understand I understand that feel because when I play I remember when I was playing Persona 5 and I was going through the first dungeon I was like 13 hours in and it was still the tutorial was still going on it's like hey you can still keep doing this and I thought okay fine after first 24 hours it probably end then again at the 90th hour or something it introduces a new mechanic I'm like what what is, is this weird and you're like dude no JRPGs have a long learning curve in that respect No. Yeah, there's a lot of depth in that respect also. Like lots to do, and it's not meaningless things like you see in a lot of Western games, like say Ubisoft games or something similar. Where they, they oh, it's not it's not an attack or anything. It's just a statement, right? Uh, you right. see a lot of formulas being used in Western RPGs, and you can figure out, okay, if you do this, this will happen. And this is what I have seen in most games. Right. Okay. Um, right. This game, uh, I just taking Nino Kuni and Final Fantasy as examples. They add so many things, and quite a few of those things aren't there in most games straight up. And they keep and they do it very well. Uh, I have read articles where the, most of the mechanics are inspired from games that are very old. But yeah, yeah. This is this is a really nice thing. Yeah, super good. I will get to Nino Kuni in a second in complete and more detail. We'll get back to you, man. Meanwhile, Arnab, what have you been doing? Um, well, not playing enough games and like dealing with weird shit. But that's about it. But right now, I'm playing Spec Ops: The Line, which came out what like in the humble bundle. So that was right. Fun. It's really a humble bundle right now. Yep. And right now, that is exactly what I'm playing. And like, even though I played this like what years ago when it first came out, hmm, can't say like you know I've really like this game has aged properly. That's all I can say. It's, like, it's very it's, different from the other first-person shooters. It's actually a deconstruction from what I've heard. 
Yeah, very much so, to be honest. Like, because the game takes on a very weird, like, uh, should I say? But it takes a very weird direction from the, like, what we've seen in other FPS games like Call of Duty and Battlefield. It's certainly better in that way. Like, it has a better narrative than anything. Like, I don't know if, like, you guys can hear anything over this sound or something like that. I can't hear anything. Anybody no, else no, can no, hear no. something? No, I can't. No. Yeah, so it's like loud no. and blaring all over the place. Hold on. No, no, we can, we can listen to the game properly and the, the voice. Oh, okay, it's just me then. Right. No. <laughs> oh, so no, there's no problem with the stream. If there's any problem with the stream chat, let us know, alright? Uh, and Soham, Soham will keep a track on it, so if you want to, yes, if you have any I doubts, I just plain want to abuse Soham, you can do it. Meanwhile, Soham, <laughs> what have you been up to? Well, I've been reading a lot, my exams are around the corner, so that means reducing the number of games I play. However, that being said, we have the Dota Asian Championship, the Super Major going on, so I've been following that very keenly. I have to write a review and a recap on it, so there's that to add. But regarding video games, I guess I'm just sticking to Witcher 3 for now. I have to complete the DLCs. And life's good. I'm taking my time with it. I'm taking my time with it. I could have completed it in like a week or so, but I'm taking my time with it. I just don't want it to end, you know. It's, I it's understand that. Yeah, I guess that feeling. But other than that, everything life is great. Uh, yeah, okay. You know what I talk about? So I, I want to talk about a place which I went in a, on the offside which may, makes for a great setting in game, right? So I started working for the Better India and we had the offside to a place called Sakleshpur. I mean if somebody has very bad pronunciation or to come across a Sakleshpur which sounds like a place where anybody wants to go for probation or something. But okay, we, we went into this place and uh, everybody else, it's really cool in this uh, Offside is completely off the grid, all right, and it's a forest. But uh, all our friends, everybody else, the girls and all the, they got the proper villas and everything, proper ones. They gave us some, uh, for me and a few of my friends, uh, they gave us this peasant's quarter, or was it the farmer's quarter, okay? And it's a shack, all right, it's a small shack in the middle of the forest. You just have to go trek like a huge, uh, for a good 10 to 15 minutes to find this, all right? And then the moment when you first step in, I started falling. I, I tripped three, four times and I was like, did I forget to walk or something? And then you realize the steps these guys made had no, had, did not take account any way, any way how an architecture is supposed to be made, all right? Right? They're, they're, they're like complete in all different shapes and forms, all right? And then the moment when you hit the door, you always hit the door with your head because it's, it's made for like people like Punesh. Right, for five foot tall people. <laughs> and the moment you step up, you hit the head. That's how you know somebody has arrived, alright, when they hit their head against the door. Okay? And in other really in other old. words, ladies and gentlemen, Udit just spent spent a couple of nights in a nut shack. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, but the crew, I didn't get to the coolest part here, okay? You have you don't have the geezers, alright? You you literally have the spot and from outside you put wood and you burn it for to get your fire up started. <laughs> I was because geezers are pussies, right? They have nothing. <laughs> and at night, uh, literally, that's how it is, all right? And all the soaps, right? Instead of soaps, they had the old monk bottles, and they just put that, they put soap in that, and all the other things are in other wine bottles. Oh, Wait, it was crazy. Where did you go? 
I uh, it, it was a I don't know some place in Sakleshpur dude I don't know Why? but I think I want to go now Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly like no 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 so him, so him, so him heard like old monk bottles filled with soaps and like that's no, my jam I'm, I'm not, that's I'm totally not, my jam like, like I'm shut, monk, right? shut the Definitely. fuck up you're not a monk right oh, you're not, not you're not half a guy Okay, okay. no, no. Being like the kitchen and everything was so old school, you really feel like man, an RPG in an Indian medieval time would be really, really cool. Ah, okay. Good times. Yeah, good times, good times. But yeah, let us get to the topics now, the boring stuff. Um, no, anyway, interesting. I, I, whenever we go to a offsite, we get uh, taken to a five star or seven star hotel. I knew that was coming. I yeah. knew that was coming. <laughs> so, ours, ours was in two floors, by the way. So there were two floors. The other floor was a hut, and it had this one side was completely open, so you could see the starlight, but also you'd get killed by mosquitoes. So we'd go by the ladder, all right. I went by the ladder up, and it was creaking, all right. And dude, something happened. I slipped, and the ladder came off, all right. It just okay. came off from there. And you know that moment when you reply, where you just felt like this is it. I'm dead. Fuck this shit. Okay, I'm uh-huh. just falling to my death right now. Uh-huh. That happened. Yeah. Dude. I fell down the other way. I fell down through the ladder all the way down. What like, the everything fuck? in that place is broken. <laughs> yeah. I went to the bathroom at night. Opened the, and you know it has these old school. You remember like Bloodborne Dark Souls where you lift off these uh, uh, these locks to you know you just lift this boulder off to like has open anyone the door. Yeah, uh, I think Allah has. So, uh, and then you push the door, it makes this really creaking sound. And then I wanted to go, like, just take a leak or something like that. I switched on the light and on the commode, there were slugs all over it. Wow. <laughs> there were slugs all over it. It literally felt like Dragon Quest fight right now. Level one slugs go. Let's go. Uh, it, was, it was nuts. It was nuts. It was nuts. The next day it turns into H1Z1. Something like yeah. that. Something like that. That's the oncoming for the Holocaust right now. I I so, okay yeah. I I I have no idea about that transition though like it went from H1Z1 to Holocaust like really really fast and that kind of, that's kind of creepy though. Yeah, let's not insult the Holocaust, please. What? Let's not insult the Holocaust. I like yeah. how this guy goes. Never course, mind. Before before things get really weird here, let us go let to what happened. Let us go to what happened just recently, okay? Just yesterday, we had this thing called the Unmedia PUBG International, not International, Invitational, right? <laughs> and who oh, yeah, watched it? International, man. We had people from South India also. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And that, ladies and gentlemen, oh, is oh, and, and like that was so oh, bad. Wonder. That was so oh, bad. That was so that bad was that I got amazing. distracted. That was so bad that I got distracted and died. In- like shut up. You're in northeast. As per history goes, yeah, northeast is not treated very well when yeah, it comes yeah, to being even, part of even, India. Not <laughs> yet. The BJP will come for them. The BJP will come for them. Don't worry. No, no, no. Even uh, okay. Okay. Yeah, okay, is not going to say that as that. What is the chat thinking of the st- of the podcast so far? Just let me know. Paritosh so. here, who says so? You really like the place, Udit? Did you like this the place? Paritosh. Paritosh, if you're there, can I just take your room and use your Wi-Fi oh, for wait, a while? Is that the same Paritosh? I don't know. Chopsi. Yeah, yeah, it's the same Paritosh. Oh, it's Paritosh. And so yeah, Paritosh was there yesterday too. He was in the production team. So Paritosh, how was that? Let us know how you felt during the event. 
So just and, give you an idea of what happened at the. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, Go ahead. Thing. At the, at the PUBG Invitational, basically Nvidia invited the top 20 streamers who play video games in India and stream. Uh, mm -hmm. And like one of them was Karim Nasri. And mm -hmm. the idea was to make each of these streamers form their own team and go on an all-out battle uh, for you know chicken dinner apparently, right? So it was fun. I, I, honestly, uh, not just because I'm from Nvidia, but it was probably the most fun. Stream I have seen in the wild. I will give you my honest opinion on this. Okay, no, Aman, let you. I'll let you finish before that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, since since I'm, I have it's part of my work. I have to watch a lot of streams in general, or at least keep them tuned in while I'm doing something else, right? So hmm. this was a stream where I, as soon as I started watching, I had all um, ears and eyes tuned in to the entire thing because it was so well done. And exactly. um, you know, it was entertaining not just because I I am a gamer, but it was entertaining about how it, it addressed the, the non-gaming crowd as well while addressing a gaming crowd at the same time. Like I know exactly. a lot of I I know a lot of my non-gaming friends who tuned into the podcast, uh, tuned into the invitational and were watching it because it was so so well done basically. And Who's making yeah, that noise? Um, I have no idea. But like in YouTube, we had uh, collectively over two thousand to three thousand viewers, I think, uh, in in a given match, which was amazing because uh, we, uh, as Nvidia India, have never hit those numbers in YouTube before, which was pretty good, uh, and that kind of showed like that there's a given interest in uh, in in things that, in in basically content similar to this. I just really wanted to say because I was actually there while the event was being like organized, right? Where uh, Ish I was there in the same studio where Ishan and Nikhil were uh, talking and basically casting, right? And I was just looking at the at Rats' screen where uh, he, where he was just handling the production. I was like, wow, this is really fun to watch, right? Uh, it started with the first game where I think, unfortunately, Kariminati ended up last, but. He, There were some really, really interesting and intense moments there with, uh, I think, nightmare just like shooting people off from the rock and you know the Molotov cocktails and stuff. And another cool thing that happened was a lot of people had been like dissing Carrie Minati all this while and just telling him, but he really proved himself as a proper gamer in the second game. I felt. What do you yeah, think yeah, about yeah. that? Yeah, uh, yeah. So I am not much of a Carrie Minati fan, right? But yeah. Like, uh, I I did not know what to expect from him, but uh, by the sec by the th fourth uh, by the second last game and the last game he did very well. Is when I was one watching it. He came what third in the second last game out of everyone, right. which was pretty amazing, dude. Like when, when you compare him, uh, yeah, exactly. When you compare him, he's, he played yeah, for fun. Yeah, he, he held he, he, he held his own. He guests. held his own. He made a team with guests, by the way. It was all guests yeah. against yeah. people who've been who like sunk in thousands of hours into the game. Yeah, against I wouldn't say people were pro in the like in the invitational, but there were streamers who stream nothing but PUBG these days, and to you know go up against these people and still come out on top three at least even in one game that is that is something to be commended on. That's yeah. for sure. Crazy thing, and uh, especially crazy Arnab. If you look at it, like. All the people they expect quite a lot of unexpected results, right? Once you saw the event, Arnab. 
yeah, I would say that. I would say that. Like, first of all, again, I do agree with Aman that I did not expect Gary Minati to like you know perform that well, but he did, which is. What the hell is that? What the fuck was that? Better. What? Uh, what happened? You moving around causes noise. I did yes. not move around. That's the thing. Oh okay, fine. Okay. But yeah, as I was saying, like you know, no one expected like Carrie to actually do that good, but he did, which was one of the most unexpected things of the event, I guess. Like, it's not every day you see someone like Adiminati is joining a game of PUBG and like actually go ham on the trigger. But that was kind of fun. I think not a lot of people expected that, but. Yeah, I think in the total top twenty, uh, in the uh, out of twenty people, he came eleventh. No, no, let's, I'm, I'm not just talking about Carrie Minati, but other people who ended up in the ten. They expected Black Chutney to make it, but Black Chutney was all the way down, and a lot of shuffling happened, like between game one to game two to game three. People who were uh, down uh, bounced back up, and dude, the winning, the gap between the winners, just fifteen points. Right between Nabu and yeah, Nabu, I, I but 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 I expected Nabu to win. Though. Right, but that was that was a very close. That was pretty much just like one kill, I suppose. And Nabu in the last game, I believe he had no kills for the first twenty minutes, and then like he, they strung like fifteen kills. That's what won them. Yeah, Hello. so like you can totally expect Nabu to pull something like that out because he's that good of a player. So super fun. And also, dude, how good was Nikhil, by the way, as as Nikhil, a caster? I just want to like give a, props out. As a caster, like uh, first of all, like even like even skipping up uh, the part where he's just casting, his game knowledge and game sense that just took me away. Like I was there when he first did the uh, what I think it was the master class of the PUBG, which he did with Ishan. Right. That was mm -hmm. like I I followed that. Throughout the entire time, and I like ex like I I expected some really good tips, but after that master class, I went ahead and like you know played PUBG for a couple of hours, and I got the footage I wanted. That never happened before wow. that, so that's like all I can say. If I have improved uh, even a bit in PUBG, it's probably because of Nikhil right now because he can explain the game much better than other people can. Period. Interesting. And, and it like, was funny though because yeah, Nickel, Nickel just like straight up. I I told him I complimented him the moment he walked out. I told him, dude, you 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 rocked that one. And he was like, bro, I'm nervous as hell. I was like, Ishan just called me because there was going to be a test, and I did not know this was going to happen. And he he was he was really nervous in the first point, but he really got into his groove by this yeah, point. Like, and he oh, was really good. Yeah, yeah, you could you could see that he was nervous in the first part, first like stream. But I think he handled it perfectly. Like you could not have asked for a better person to take that up. So like, yeah, shout out to you, like mad, huh? mad, yeah. mad shout out and mad props to him though. Like totally nailed it. Yeah. Uh, there are also memes coming out with Nikhil's face. Yo, dude, is it? because dude, earlier just the day before, like he was playing. He and Ishan were playing League of Legends for like he told me for, till seven in the morning because they wanted to get the gold elo there. And he barely slept. Yeah, he barely slept. All right. And, and the guy—you can tell—the guy just just wants to sleep. All he needs is just a bit, twenty minutes of nap, right? And it shows in his face. Poor guy. Mm -hmm. Well, it happens. It happens. But at least it gave us memes. 
Yeah, the best part about the entire thing is that actually won the previous two invitations, if I'm correct. And he was he's one of the better players out there when it comes to PvP. So, or <laughs> any multiplayer game for that fact. He's a hardcore multiplayer guy. Yeah. He's a hardcore multiplayer guy. Yeah, he told me that's all. Like that's his life. Multiplayer games. Yeah, that, that was a fun part to see. Like, yeah, so Aman, what do we... Sorry, sorry, did I interrupt you? Yeah, go on. No, it was just fun to see a pro sitting in the caster's chair and, you know, just commenting yeah, and everything. That's just good to see, like, people, like, with knowledge, like, just going it all out and, like, especially communicating it in a way that even a non-player of PUBG like me was into the game, right? That's the best part, right? It's not just same, like if you have same, knowledge, to be just to make it commute, just to like make it so friendly to people who are casual watchers. That's that's another I level of skill. I think you're even a casual watcher. I think you're a PUBG hater who enjoyed it, which makes it more interesting. I have my prejudices, right? Yeah, I have my prejudices, yeah. but like I said, I found it really enjoyable to watch. I don't think it's as fun to exactly, play. Exactly, which makes it all the I more worthwhile, I guess. I guess, I guess. So, Aman, to close it off, what do we expect? What do we expect? This was the second one, right? The second invitational or something? This is the third one, I think. Third one. All right, all right. So, is there going to be more of this? Ishan said something about it being a monthly yeah, thing or something. So, given, given the performance of this podcast, uh, this invitational, and this invitational was the best yet. Because even though we got like 200 people watching uh, concurrently on Facebook, on YouTube, we had like over 1,000, 2,000 people watching at any given time because a lot of the streamer, uh, everyone was a streamer, right? And everyone was streaming from their own uh, channels and Facebook pages as well, right? If you know, Sachi was uh, there were other streamers streaming from their own uh, YouTube channels and there were like 2,000, 3,000 people watching the game constantly on YouTube, which was amazing to see. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And... Uh, just to give you an, uh, just to give you some statistics, like PC Peasants, right? Um, hmm? He got 200 subscriptions over in that single day. Oh yeah, within a week, right? Oh, no, sorry, in no, a no, day. Just sorry. single day, single day. Oh. Had, uh, event. Right. It was so amazing to uh, see because um, it just goes to show that people are, do want good content. They just don't have it. Uh, and another thing is like yeah it also says that once you come together and build yourself up as a community everybody benefits from that yeah of course any day of the week uh, i that that's something i've been saying since day one uh, that it's not a competition right now because you know how big india is and right. uh, how much population there is if you're trying to compete you're trying to compete over a pie that's not having that hasn't even been baked basically um, so it, it's good to see people coming together doing these sort of activities. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it, it was, uh, yeah. see, I, I not personally hate PUBG, but I don't necessarily like it either. So yeah, it was very nice to be seeing that online. That's about <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. I think with that we'll go close off the topic and uh, Soham. Uh, yes. Is there anybody in the comments like that we can read and just well, react? Well, Parito says we are back and he's saying, but Black Chutney performed very nice. I'm not sure whether I get that reference. He's and like one of the players. I see. Yeah. And we have Balakrishna Prasad saying, do we have Arnab Goswami in there? Well, we have yeah. Arnab Chakrabarti for what it's worth. And that's... Close it up. What's up? Someone said my name. I'm here. I'm not lost. Yep. You just uh, died. 
He just died. And what yeah. news channel did I tune into? Asked Balakrishna Prasad. Well, this is the Asset Cash podcast. We aren't on Asset, and but we are doing the podcast at least, so we live up to our name. And Paritosh complains about using your Wi-Fi, using his Wi-Fi. What do you want to I'm say? I'm not using your Wi-Fi. Your Wi-Fi is not working for me. Anyway, uh, it's just me on the phone. And we are done with that. So on okay, to the next anyway. topic. The next topic. So guys. we are just about a couple months away from e3 right the hype is already like about to start all right and i was just collecting news and i was just thinking like when do we start talking about e3 when do we start talking about e3 but i guess now is a good time to like laying lay down the foundation or at least the hype build up right and the biggest one i think is Microsoft really believes in this E3 in 2018. Right? That is Microsoft. They, Microsoft believes in everything they do, but they end up failing nowadays. I guess. See, I I gave Microsoft till last year the benefit of hmm. the doubt, and they kind of dropped the ball. <laughs> Now they don't have it either. Exactly. I I'm in total agreement with Aman here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They still they still do not have like that one exclusive that that is that can be considered yeah, a system. Yeah, and, and and I expected Sea of Thieves to be that exclusive man. And Sea of Thieves. <laughs> Scale bar. Um. What? What? No. We'll get to that. We'll get to Sea of Thieves in a while. But so, but like. Yeah. Yeah. Still, yeah. I'm yeah. Not, I'm not uh, very hopeful about Microsoft. Yeah. So as for E3 is, uh, E3 basically happens just to give you perspective. E3 happens in the Los Angeles Convention Center, right? Unlike Comic Con, it is not spread out much, but it's pretty much being held there. A few of the companies have sort of like branched out from there. Where you know, I think Sony did their press conference in 2016 in a theater or an opera or something. Whatever, whatever. What what was that beast? We, uh, we all were there, right, to see that. I don't know. I don't think it was a convention. Sony doing their conference. Yeah, in 2016, the one where they unleashed everything uh, basically. 2000, 2016 was the time when they created like a piano floor, right? Yeah, yeah, that orchestral thing. Yeah, piano floor for the uh, Hideo Kojima. All that crazy yeah, stuff yeah, when yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, Which one was that? Where was that? Where was that? Yeah, year. yeah. I don't think it was in the Los Angeles that, Convention Center. That, that, so that one was ridiculous, though. Yeah, yeah, that that was that one brought the house down. That that's how you do a show. So yeah, I remember. So I remember how people walked in and there was like a proper orchestra, like going, you know, according to the steps. Yeah, exactly. And Shuhei Yoshida was like coming and he was dancing around, and everybody was just having a great time, right? He just they just made it like a proper show and entertainment kind of thing, right? I remember mm-hmm. that one. Good times. Uh, in lieu of that, we have Pratik Modi saying Sony E3 will be killer. So yeah, that. this year, this year I think Sony is releasing, uh, like announcing quite a few new games also. So, yeah. Well, they've been announcing, but the, the the thing is, the thing is, this I will give credit to Bethesda always, <laughs> is that despite uh, Sony giving trailers for more impressive games, Bethesda's games release in the same year, at least that much. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think we like no 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 no, their games release in the same year, then they do the bug testing with the players, then the modders fix their bugs. That's not. No, that that is also thick, but like in terms of showmanship in E3, I will still give yeah, Sony the benefit of the doubt, like because right. Sony seems mm-hmm. to outdo themselves every time when it comes to just simply showmanship. I'm not showmanship. talking about. Yeah. I'm not talking about what whether they keep their promises or what not, right? Uh, <laughs> in in 2013, 14, it was Microsoft and Sony doing their own thing, uh, especially mm-hmm. when the next gen launched, which was I think. Mm-hmm. 
spread. It was very epic to watch in, in a Sony E3 or Microsoft E3. Right now, it's just Sony, I feel, who is yeah. having the E3 spirit. Which brings me back to what Microsoft intends to do. So Microsoft is basically shifting their, uh, they, they are finally coming out of the convention center. And this is so stupid. I believe they should have done this sooner. They are going to be hosting their E3 in what is Microsoft Theater, which is like two blocks across from Los Angeles Convention Center. I don't know why they even bothered to be in the convention center when they had a theater for themselves. Okay. So, and they are promising this time that this, this one's going to be huge, like proper in their theater, in-house production. Uh, lots of game announcements, apparently. Lots of exclusive stuff, playable demos, whatever. But they really are counting on this. Uh, do you think they're going to like talk about the next Xbox or the next generation, or is it too early for that? Too early. Uh, I don't think they're going to be talking about the next yeah. Xbox. I think it's too but early. I do think that they're going to be announcing quite a few games because they've been saying they're working on games since uh, three years now, and they haven't yes, announced years. much. They haven't no, they've been, they've been cancelling production. However, they've been cancelling games. <laughs> yeah. However, I'm I'm hoping that we get to see something more on Age of Empires. That is what I'm looking for. Yeah, that is also a thing, right? I completely forgot about that. Age of Empires. Why? Why? That is all I am looking for. Like yeah, I actually, I don't I give a shit about forgot. anything else. We've got Age of Empires 2 remastered, Age of Empires 3 wait, wait, remastered, Age of Empires, Empires 4. Announced properly last to last year, 2016, no. right? No, 2017. Are you sure? So definitely. Yeah, 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 yeah sure. it, it was in 2017. Yeah. Which okay. makes sense, because Microsoft's recent uh, purpose with the Game Pass and everything seems yeah. to be, they, they seem to be becoming less of a uh, hardware kind of thing and more like Netflix, where they're more of a service. So mm -hmm. it makes sense that the press conference focuses more on the overarching uh, cross-platforming between PC and Xbox. So Age of Empires okay. fits very well into their... Mm -hmm. uh, and what do you think about that being said, the yeah, definitive so edition there. that I've been playing for now, the Age of Empires 1, the remaster, it is fantastic. I am so happy with it. I, I give it a straight 8 out of 10. There is, it is flawless, basically, as a remaster. And I cannot it flawless and give it 8 out of 10. Uh, the two, I would give, I mean, flawless in terms of a remaster where they could, they did not miss anything from the antiquity, which gives the nostalgia. Are you to saying remasters but can't as a game, so? as a game, they could have added something to it. You know, I mean, they okay. missed out in that part. I guess they could have added for a few more uh, campaigns. I just finished all of them in two days. So that was maybe that's what E3 amazing. is for. Maybe that's what so, E3 is for. Maybe that's what Microsoft is going to show at E3 2018. Yeah, so what do you think about? E3, I hope that they make some additions to the definitive edition itself, Age of Empires 1. They should add some new campaigns to it. And so, so one, one thing about Microsoft is that Microsoft, since uh, three years now, has been promising a lot of support for PC. And we have been slowly hmm? seeing that support come into fruition. But mm -hmm. I am still The Game Pass sure. was huge. Yeah, the Game uh -huh. Pass thing was huge. Yeah, the Game Pass where you have to be just ten dollars for a month, and you would uh, you would get all access to all the Xbox games day one, exclusives and whatnot. Yeah, right? yeah that was but, a huge but, thing. Yeah, but they haven't really developed any games for PCs. If yeah, that's Microsoft, kind of. Yeah. Uh, if Microsoft comes, see, I do feel like with uh, Age of Empires that their focus might reshift to PC again. Uh, yeah, which can only be a good thing because we don't yeah. have first-party developers developing games for PC. Sony used to develop games for PC way back in 2006-7, I think. 
Uh, and yeah. same was with published uh, them, Microsoft. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and same was with Microsoft, and then they stopped because they saw that they were getting simply more sales to consoles, and yeah. Um, like, yeah, it I, seems I, like I, a good I, shift between, like, like I said, Microsoft going as a service. But the bad part is, dude, uh, I'm sorry if I interrupted you, but even if it goes to development, it's probably going to end up at the Windows Store, Aman. What do you think about that? Yeah, that's probably one of my gripes with Microsoft. Windows Store is not nice. And I don't know if Microsoft understands that or if they're just avoiding that entire topic itself. But yeah, that's not nice at all. I, I, they, because they, they, I, uh, I, I refuse to play most, there are a lot of good Microsoft games in um, uh, Windows Store right now. I remember I tried downloading Gears of War 4, I yeah. tried downloading it for like 7-8 days and each time even if, <laughs> I, it's first of all it's 120 GBs right, it's not a small game. That is nuts, yeah. Right, and then if you have a single glitch in the downloading process if you restart your computer if you have to pause your fucking download the game uh, starts downloading from zero <laughs> oh, at least steam resumes that okay yeah the, the, oh, that is terrible that's his point that, yeah that yeah the, and and i am not saying microsoft uh, stores is bad because you know it's not on steam i'm saying microsoft stores is bad period like it has yeah. very less functionality. You cannot search for games properly in Microsoft Store. You, uh, it, it's just dysfunctional at how it's designed from a core perspective. Uh, yeah, I can just imagine the E3 where it goes big. Microsoft really delivers all the games, and they, and we are all on point with it, it treating itself as a service. And Amun just rages after that. But your Windows Store is shit. <laughs> the next day, yeah, because, that's because a good I still. I still haven't played Gears of War 4 outside of yeah. NVIDIA events simply because yeah. I cannot download that game. I have yeah. tried, I have bought that game, I have it in my library, I cannot download it because it is... That, that's just a painful thing because now not only will you be competing with PS4, you'll also be competing with Steam. You're going to be losing two battles. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. I don't know why uh, just Microsoft doesn't, you know, get on the Steam bandwagon, utilize it while at the same time developing their own store simultaneously. And they did have the option to do that with the Age of Empires 1 Definitive Edition, which they didn't, which was complained a lot by the community, which leads me to believe that their next releases will definitely come on Steam. I personally believe that. I, 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 would, I would not believe that. I am doubtful. I have doubts no, I mean, the... What do you call that? Retract. Re re what do you call that? Yeah, there have been a lot of feedback for a lot of things, dude. Like, very hard. Yeah. Anyway, so the next one is uh, Fortnite is going big in E3, by the way, if you haven't heard about that. The Fortnite wow. Celebrity Pro Am, which wow. puts 50 pro Fortnite players with 50 celebrities. And oh, if you saw the Twitch God. record with the oh, uh, so it's Ninja so so Blade, yeah, so that's like that's like yeah. Battlefield doing their Battlefield One release videos. Like if you yeah. remember Snoop Dogg and everyone exactly, was there. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I this remember. One actually I, 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 I remember Snoop Dogg <laughs> smoking a joint and like playing Battlefield. He wasn't even playing, if I'm not oh, wrong. Damn. Oh, damn. No, he I was. Remember, he I was actually playing. Video. I remember the exact video where he just kept going forward and backward, going forward and backward, and he smoked yeah. a joint. And there was this entire uh, thirty-second or twenty-second clip of him doing just that, you know. And yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah. 
But what, what do you think about the Fortnite 50 versus 50? We don't know who the celebrities are. Probably you know Soham and Amman could be in that list, but whatever. So, so two of them confirmed hmm. for sure, like uh, very influential yeah. people, yeah. definitely. Drake most influential Richard. person in <laughs> India. Most influential gamer in India. Soham, he's on the list. Oh yeah, believe right. it. Oh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't play Fortnite, but he will be there. Neither do other 50 celebrities, but whatever. Uh, we have Pratik Modi adding he was actually going back and forth and then someone showed him how to shoot and then he played a few games. So there you have it. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, okay. the ordeal yeah. of Snoop Dogg and Battlefield went. Yeah, but dude, Fortnite is going nuts. They're going all out, which is what's, uh, which is what I'm taking away. While, while we're playing, we're doing the PUBG tournaments there. Fortnite is really bringing in the bling when it comes to their streaming. So, uh, what do you from guys the think? statistics for just from the statistics currently, while uh, Fortnite has the European market locked down within itself, QBT uh, has the Chinese and Asian market locked down. Right. Because most Asian people and Chinese people right now are on PUBG, whereas most uh, Western U Europe countries are playing Fortnite. So it's a good divide, and hmm. uh, you will see that a lot of people are watching Fortnite compared to. Uh, PUBG, like today, like uh, a lot more people are watching Fortnite than PUBG. It, it's a good competition, honestly. It's good to see two different games come out. The interesting thing about Fortnite is that Fortnite has a more complex horde mode building game beneath the entire Battle Royale mode. That's how it started off, right? It just started yeah. off as a building game, then it's it went to the whole thing. Under the skill curve of both of them. If no, I'm but what I was yeah, no, what I'm concerned beyond the games, it's just the way the companies are pushing these and the support they're giving to the games, and the developers at Fortnite, like the Epic Games, they are really, really going forward with it. They're like, we really want to make this the biggest game in the world. That's what and I see from have, this, these tournaments. They have yeah, they have. to a very great extent that too. They have even... already done that also, right? Exactly. Yeah, they have done it yeah. because. Because I remember, I remember when uh, for um, PUBG crossed statistics, their concurrent players for uh, CS:GO and PUBG crossed the concurrent players for Dota. That was yeah. a huge deal, which was like two months ago, and, and it's still right. going. The momentum hasn't stopped. A lot of people, I remember, including myself, uh, I thought like it was like you know it would just stay for a while and then go off because exactly. Yes. Uh, I mean, the day it crossed Dota, it struck me, okay, there's something in here. Then the day it crosses Dota into four times, I think, yeah. the number of players. And I was like, oh my god. This is what huge. Are, what so do yeah. we have at our hands here? Fortnite, by the way, okay, fine. If we have to give a guess, who would be your uh, favorite celebrities you would want to see in the Fortnite 50 versus 50? Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. In fact, as a Dota 2 fan, uh, and as someone who, ha who does modding for the Dota 2 subreddit, which is pretty active, there is actually a lot of talk for a Snoop Dogg announcer in Dota 2. Oh. You know who I want? I don't know if you have... Taika Waititi, the director of the Thor Ragnarok. Did you see his interviews? No. no the guy is nuts. The guy is nuts. He went on a TED talk and he was like, he, he, he talked about how he got interested in art. So he was like, when he was a kid, he was really obsessed with Nazis. So he draws swastikas everywhere till some kid told him, it, till some teacher told him it was inappropriate. So he like joined the edges and made it windows. And everybody was like, why are there so many windows on your pages? So he drew buildings to make them feel normal. And that's how he got into art. 
from Ubisoft when it comes to uh, the main story arcs, I think I think we will see a big improvement in Ubisoft games. Okay, yeah. Exactly. I, think, I think we. Uh, I think. Uh, but here's uh, the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Ubisoft has been doing this with Division before this. Like, if no one has played Division like that, like there are a shit ton of collectibles and everything. Now, since we know Ubisoft and collectibles, they are like, oh wow. Go here, collect this. It does nothing to the game whatsoever, right? Except give you XP. But in Division, if you collect these things like the what recordings and all that, it actually provides context as to how like like Manhattan and New York basically fell into shambles. Like how each and every person like transformed from like one civilian into like basically degenerates of the society. Like how a city completely fell apart in just a couple of days, it was explained that. So oh, Ubis Ubisoft has been doing this, like you know. This oh, Ubisoft's world, world building is amazing, actually. The world building wise, they are the pretty spot on. No, 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 no. Mm, the world I... building in trailers is amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. The okay. world building when you're actually playing the game, when you actually get to the depth of the game, it starts to crumble, right? True. Uh, I know. I, I never got that far in a Ubisoft game, so I probably can't. Whoops! <laughs> I have lost rights to criticize because I dropped midway because I lost interest. We've got Pratik yeah. Modi saying gameplay of RDR2, LOU2, and the one I'm waiting for is gone. We'll get to that. We will get to all of that because that's an, that's a completely different beast, right? And uh, one, yeah, and, one of the more interesting games. I am uh, very very excited. To see out of E3 this year, or I am pretty sure it's going to be announced one way or another. Yeah, and I think it is going under a lot of people's radar. Is Borderlands 3? Oh right, right, exactly. Oh yeah, that's also coming. Yeah, that will be announced, and it's it's going completely under the radar right now from a lot of people, and it's it's very interesting to see because I have spent a lot of time playing Borderlands to go up. I, I've, uh, dude, I've loved Borderlands 2, but you know, between me and uh, between Borderlands 2 and Tales from Borderlands, I'd rather want a sequel to Tales from Borderlands. Oh no! If anybody we, has played that, we, that we is that is the best version anything. of the game. Period. No. Yeah. Yeah. No Tales so, game. Yeah. What you is no, Borderlands 3 Day Zero purchase? <laughs> so. Again, closing off on Ubisoft. Do, uh, is there Resident Evil? Uh, sorry, not Resident Evil. What? Rainbow Six Siege. Possible or not? Rainbow Six, Two, Rainbow Six Siege. No, 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 no. See, no. Ubisoft right now is focusing on making lifestyle games. Like they want to make a quote-unquote service out of these games. So we yeah. might not see another Rainbow Six Siege or a sequel to that game. But because we got the Division Two. See, Siege and Division Two different beasts altogether. See, because because Division is a more of a Destiny. World of Warcraft MMORPG-esque game, right? Whereas right. Siege is uh, more... And, and not, even, not even that, not even that. Like, even speaking... Uh, so, like, people... Most people don't know because they don't play the game. Is that when Division 2 has been releasing a steady stream of DLCs post-launch, right? Not even talking about the season pass ones, but the free ones. And in those free ones, they have been adding a lot of story-based context to the game. Story-wise, Division 1 has run its course, like completely. The antagonist, he has, like, 
he has fled New York, like man, middle Manhattan. He has gone off the radar. No one knows where he is. So, context-wise and story-wise, narrative-wise, the game is done. You can only play the game. Now, in Division 1, right. the developers are adding features to connect the two games, like Division 1 and Division 2. So, they are calling right. it a Shields, uh, Shields feature. Like, there will be something, gameplay, obviously, related to the gameplay of the game. And if you do these certain quests, you get something, you get like rewards in Division 2 that you can cash in. So that's the tying feature and like, yeah, that's about it. Like Division 1 in its essence has run its course. There's nothing left. Okay, so... Um, one point to add regarding yeah, E3. Uh, does Valve have anything to say through E3? They did another I don't think yeah, I games and they will be coming with Artifact. So, 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 so apart from Artifact, Valve they have two things in speaking and one thing for their uh, VR, as far as I know. The first thing that they're going to be talking about is the, I think, uh, not in order of priority, but the most important thing they're going to be talking about is probably uh, of the, their VR game. Exactly, uh, yeah, their VR sure. game. Because, yes. because Valve is, if you, do, if you guys don't know much about VR, Valve and Oculus were the ones heading the entire VR revolution from true, 2010. True, that's correct. Right? Uh, and Valve since then uh, has been, uh, t has took taken a step back from making games and started working on hardware. If you've been reading up Valve's interviews and uh, details about what they're doing uh, since earlier this year, they've been talking that they are now in a safe zone when uh, in a safer zone when it comes to making hardware and they're more confident about making games around the hardware similar to how Nintendo makes games around Switch or their uh, consoles hmm. for example, hmm. right? Exactly. Right. And Valve is very very interested to uh, make uh, uh, VR games. games on their so, VR. But and, nevertheless yeah. they did fail with one of their hardware I do not remember called the Valve yeah, controller the I believe no, no, Valve controller is still pretty popular. At least it, it was not failure, but Steam Machine was, you could say, their failure because Steam I Machine see. did not take off at all. Steam OS did not take off at all. Uh, I remember I was very excited for Steam OS, but like they realized that uh, Windows is it's not that something that they can, you know, yeah. compete, against. compete against. Yeah. Right. Anyway, uh, and that's a good point to end the. Record. That is a good point to add, indeed. I don't, I'm not sure about Valve, the Valve's new games, though. To be honest, yeah. I am. I am actually very excited if Valve goes and uh, goes and announces Portal uh, Three. Portal, Portal, Portal Three is not happening. Forget about it. I, 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 I me being one no, of the any of the, the any of I have the, eternal hope in my heart that Portal Three is not going to happen. Portal Three is not happening. Half Life Three is not happening. Forget about it. Yeah, Let's exactly. Move on. Exactly. So, so, you're nice. Hold on. Hold on, hmm. hold on. One thing I do expect from Valve, uh, it might, it has been going around rumors for some time, and there has been some clues regarding this. Is Left 4 Dead 3, and if that actually comes out, that is still good enough. To oh, what? No, but what was that recent game that came out that people are calling the greatest Left 4 Dead game? Uh, it looks like it's in Helm's Deep, like a Lord of the Rings kind of fantasy thing. I think it, I will do off a tangent you. Oh, I know. I don't know. I don't know. Probably that game. I would no, love for a left foot at least. I think so. Everyone has like uh, melee weapons and they have. Right, uh, right, right. I think so. I'm not sure though. And anyway, yeah, left foot at three would be insane, by the way. Yeah. No, no, tell me, like, uh, were the enemies rats? 
like rat no people. not rats it just felt like it was in proper northern setting it was a family what, like, what, were, the, what were the enemies like I'm not sure. I just saw a, a brief discussion of it somewhere, and people were calling it the greatest Left 4 Dead game ever. And I really, really was curious. That got me curious because I really love Left 4 Dead. I, I don't know. So yeah, I'm really but... sure like that is probably Vermintide because Vermintide has been doing very well. Vermintide one okay. was Vermintide two is even. We first. have topics to talk about, people. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you stop. Let people talk whatever they want. It's my okay. podcast. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. let's do. So oh. Vermintide 2, if you're into Left 4 Dead, that's going to be nice. But again, hmm. at the end of the day, it's uh, it's more of a co-op copycat, like whatever Left 4 right. Dead, right? It hasn't okay, broken yeah. any boundaries. Exactly. Uh, if Left 4 Dead 3 comes out, I'm totally getting that. That uh, yeah, over I, I expect uh, Valve to break boundaries when they make games. Right. Artifact not counting. <laughs> if I'm not counting, fine. Would be awesome if they you have read enough about it. Is said to be a game-breaking card game, a uh, card-breaking <laughs> game. I mean, yeah, game. it is supposed to be breaking a lot of boundaries as a card game in itself. Yeah, because card games are supposed to be fun, and I think Artifact is gonna break that by not being fun. Yeah. I'm just being mean. I'm just being mean. It will add its dota. I don't know, man. Artifact has not interested me at all, and I was slightly interested in Hearthstone. See, it doesn't right. interest in me either. I do not. I'm not a big fan of card games. Yeah. I played Hearthstone very little. However, uh, what interests me about Artifact is for the dota fans that dota. they said Artifact will add new heroes, which will first come to Artifact, then come to Dota 2. That's oh, I don't know. None of that sounds positive to me, Soham. That this for me, as like a Dota 2 fan, I'm saying that yeah. just seems right. like something Blizzard does. Yeah, me. it just seems like something Blizzard does, honestly, it, it, every it, time. It just, it just seems like some a uh, close community building format. Yeah. Right. But yeah, anyway, yeah. true. Moving on from Ubisoft and Valve. But hold on, now, hold on, hold on. I have, I, have, I have one question for Soham: Is that what kind of heroes are we expecting? Like, can we expect any new heroes like revealed? That new heroes? What E3. do you mean? Oh. E3. Not in E3, I wouldn't expect no, that in man. E3, Valve I would expect that with the full release of Artifact. But no man, Valve will not go to E3 and be like, hey, here's a new Exactly, exactly. That would be a really lame thing, that would be a really lame thing to tell. I can tell you. They totally can though. For the new heroes that they've released, firstly, so you need to understand that the release of a new hero is a very big event within the Dota 2 community it's itself. It's E3, so said, you don't just go I, to E3 and say, we have a new hero. Listen, yeah. do you know how expensive yeah. it is to go to E3? I yeah. know, I, I, like I said, they yeah. may not. First, they if Valve can even spell E3 properly, that'd be a huge deal. Let them first go to there. <laughs> okay, that joke died. Never mind. No, no, that's a good point. Anyway, that, that joke died as, you know, our hopes and dreams about Half-Life 3. It's, it's gone, it's gone. Never forget it. Portal so, 3 is hope by the way, EA, do you guys expect EA to, like, change no. itself? Because it, it has been in a lot of heat. No. Are you serious? I actually expect EA to have the most change possible. <laughs> they have the most hate from the community. What are you laughing at? Has anybody, has anybody played a way out? Has anybody played uh, Listen, I have played a way out. Listen, listen, yeah. listen. You're, you're not understanding how uh, um, indie-esque games in uh, AAA studio publishers work, right? Uh, EA right. has released quite a few indie-esque games similar to Ubisoft releasing games like Child of Light. It is right. not, uh, it, there is absolutely no correlations with their 
triple a titles coming out and the indiesk titles no but out. i'm just saying the the amount of support that have brought to that game i'm just saying that's pretty surprising considering uh, it is here despite i understand your point but dude that game still of course the director was nuts and he really believed in that if you saw the game awards the way he just was yeah, drunk yeah. talking but <laughs> that was insanely the director director goes and abuses someone right like or some company yeah. he abused ea <laughs> Oh, and, yeah, he yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he said fuck the oscars yeah and he said fuck the oscars straight up oh, right yeah. yeah yeah and uh, dude uh, the fact that like they were like it's a co-op game so if you playing the other guy can play it for free the fact that it's cheaper the amount of support that they've been giving is still phenomenal considering it's ea and despite whatever we've been making for up they did like remove microtransactions from Battlefront i do believe they have to do something different at e3 to completely their image is not in a good place they have to do something completely different if they want to interest anybody but then again they could just bring snoop dog for battlefield or whatever see, that honestly, could happen honestly i do not see ea doing see now ea will obviously what about yeah. anthem though no, no, what no, about EA? anthem that's the I big don't, thing i don't expect anthem to be a good game yeah, neither do i to be honest That's that's the only flashy it looks nice and as soon as i think of ea i am thinking okay how many how much money do i have to spend when i get inside the game and, and the fact that is bioware is even more depressing yeah and yeah. bioware's latest games are not something to be also you know yeah proud of check 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 proud my bioware check mass effect andromeda and if you followed my uh what is this game dragon age inquisition for example you will know oh my god do let's not go down that train again please let's not go down that train again udit 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 and i already have like had multiple talks about dragon age they, they, they removed a lot of things that they suggested <sighs> in three oh, yeah, so yeah th- thanks thanks for taking us there though keep their promises whatever they do so yeah not a lot of hopes from here now we come to the big guys here nintendo really taking the place by the storm uh i believe they're going to have smash bros demo or something like that or at least something because this is one interesting thing they need to like they, ha- they had a lot of momentum going with legend of zelda and super mario they really need to build that up and smash bros just might be it to continue forward so yeah smash bros already got announced though like yeah it got announced i'm, I'm thinking there's going to be proper gameplay there in uh, in probably yeah Demo. I don't know much about Nintendo so I can't say much but Nintendo is doing well right now. Uh, there are It very is. few complaints with Nintendo as a company as a product uh, Nintendo product so I don't think people can say much regarding Nintendo. They they should just keep doing what they're doing honestly and yeah. they they'll be doing well. They will. And Sony uh oh, Yeah we're only expecting the Spider-Man the Last of Us everything is going to be there but what I'm really interested is you think there'll be a lot of focus on VR because they're the only console there with a VR headset and are making titles for the VR you think that'll be a major focus so, so I have tried out Sony PSVR it is mm-hmm. not it seems like a first model of something that has to be like improved on definitely yeah, it's very yeah, rusty and, and yeah. the problem and the problem with psvr is the fact that you know in psvr uh, what is it the 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 motion is the motion is being captured by the camera hmm right 
Uh, right, the inbuilt right. PS4 camera uh, that you get so, with PS4, and it's right, not right, very right. good. And the it's motion and, and the motion controllers that they use, it is very mm -hmm. outdated. It, the it's the PS3, the, yeah, it's the PS3 ones, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have much hope when it comes to VR and PS. No, I, 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 I'm definitely not hopeful about this model. I'm really excited for what they keep doing with the iterations with coming model because I believe their games and their PSVR headset will like merge at some point. Like they will still keep doing the story-based games. That's their major focus. But the advantage they have is like they give out all these developer kits to all the studios. So it's a process of iteration in which we will definitely probably get some good features and good games which will utilize VR, which has me excited for the future, so I believe. So, so hmm. uh, coming from a completely technical perspective and not just, you know, a games perspective, doing hmm. VR on a PS4 is probably not one of the best ideas, simply because PS4 does not have a lot of horsepower in it, right? So you get PS5, which can be announced. I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe when uh, the next year console comes out, VR is an in, like is a given give like it's an inbuilt thing you need with ps5 right uh, currently mm. i don't see much vr makes sense makes sense ps4, PS4 is just not that strong with that with that yeah, it, it is not strong it is it is still running 4k games just you know just just mm. take just somehow doing it and that is right. ps4 pro not even the base edition of PS4. Right. And these things have to be remembered when you're talking about PSVR because if PSVR comes out, you cannot say PSVR is only available for PS4 Pro and not for anything else. Right. So, but the most exciting thing, will we finally learn what the hell Death Stranding is? Probably. Uh, it's coming out this know. year, right? Th that's what they say. No, it's, they say, yeah, this year or next. That's what they say. Yeah, it, it'll be very interesting to see what happens there. Regardless, there's nothing, the thing is, you can go on a list with Sony, you really don't know what you're getting, pretty much. You, it's, uh, will they, it's more about how they're going to put on a show, whatever. Exciting. Yeah. You, it's, we can't go in depth about it, like there's a lot of games, but it's best to just leave it as a separately different thing. And, and primarily because, because uh, we haven't actually seen any solid gameplay for Death Stranding. Hopefully we exactly. see Exactly. Exactly. Red Dead Redemption 2 is there. Spider-Man, which I'm very excited for. There's a lot. Uh, but yeah, that pretty much sums up E3 hype for a while. We are going to keep covering it more and more as we keep closing in on the date. But we are going to move into the sec section, which has personally become my favorite, called the NPD sales. Nobody knows what that means, but it's basically the marketing thing of sales in US, which gives us a clear perspective of whatever is happening. So. The, if we compare this February to last February, uh, the sales of gaming as a whole, comparing all the hardware, all the software, all the CDs, all the DLCs, all the loot boxes, are up 23% from last year. Hardware sales, 55% up from last year, and accessories 35% up last year. Gaming has boomed, but that's come with the release of, I think, Xbox One X and whatnot. So before we How go into the next video, the last uh -huh. February, last February, 2017. Oh, okay. right. So before we go into the details, do you want me to go to software, the games or the hardware? Hardware. First. Hardware. Hardware. hardware, hardware. Yes. Primarily because okay, so. a lot of people were saying, you know, console sales would come down and it's not coming down. It's just okay, so, so year to date, so the year to date sales are basically 
from the start of 2018 to February, right? And when compared to from the start of Feb, uh, 2017 to February 2017. So the year-to-date hardware sales. I, I want you guys to make a guess for this. Well, how do you think? By what percentage did it increase or decrease? Hundred. Hundred. Okay. So him. Uh, I'm always bad at these judgments, and we always make fun of it later. So why not? Up by fifty. Fifty. Anup. Seventy-eight percent. Seventy. Seventy. It is seventy-nine percent. Seventy-nine percent was why. You're looking at the article, no? No, I'm playing the game, you idiot. Seventy-seventy-nine percent hardware sales increase. That is huge. That is monumental. See, see, right? see intuition. And Nintendo, Nintendo has been setting a record for the highest install base for twelve months. All right, Nintendo Switch, and I love the statement that follows it. So it's the article basically says Nintendo is setting a record for highest install base for a console. But Sony PS4 is still the best-selling console for the month, <laughs> which goes to show you how powerful these consoles are selling. Xbox One surprisingly is not behind; it's just like three percent behind. So the sales, despite it not having exclusives, the multiplayer sales, and I think PUBG is what's like pushing it forward. I suppose I don't know, but it's they're all pretty neck and neck there. Sony's clearly are, are, are on the top. Nintendo holding strong. Xbox One X third. Now we go to the softwares. Guys, make a guess for the top five. Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is number one for you. Okay. Okay. So I have no clue. I have no clue, honestly. Hey, but this is for February, by the way. Uh, Aman, Sea of Thieves didn't release in February. Oh, okay. Sorry, PUBG. PUBG. Okay. Yeah, makes sense, I guess. And so, Ham? Yeah, PUBG. Same. Arnold, it's obviously the one game Monster Hunter. Monster Hunter World is number one. You see the article? I am playing the game. Oh my god! You see the article? No, no, but it's not surprising. The guy is a huge fan of Monster Hunter, and Monster Hunter World second is Call of Duty World War Two, third is NBA 2018, fourth is Dragon Ball Fighter Z, still holding strong. Fifth. Wow. Number five is GTA Five. By the way, uh, number five uh, is GTA Five. Yeah, the thing is still alive. What yeah. the heck? <laughs> the thing is still alive. It's still kicking strong. Number six is Shadow of the Colossus remake, being in the list. Number seven, UFC Three, which Anna, do you watch UFC? Eh, uh, not exactly. More of a. Not exactly. It's not do. More of a. I don't know something. Like yeah, yeah. Tell me. What of a wrestling fan? So, somebody told me that there were some issues with the development of UFC, but I, I, I'm not sure. Chat, if you know, let me know. Number eight, Aman will be happy with this. Kingdom Come Deliverance. It's okay. Not a lot of excitement from Aman. Okay, fine. <laughs> He's Number not excited for Mario... this day. All over. Number so nine is Mario Kart Eight. But the thing oh is, my all, God. Nintendo, all, all Nintendo games, all the, all Nintendo games, by the way, have, uh, these are not digital sales are not included for Nintendo games. Oh, these are all sales. So, what the fuck? Wow. Yeah, so this, this, these are all physical sales. Number nine, Mario Kart Eight. Number ten, Super Mario Odyssey. Number eleven, Rainbow Six Siege. Number ten, twelve, Legend of Zelda. Number thirteen, PUBG. 
Number but, 13? Yeah, but this does not include their heavy PC sales though. But and, this does not include PC sales at all, yeah? Yeah. No, the, this one for PUBG does not include for some weird reason. Everything wow. else is there. Are you seeing Arnab's gameplay though? Yeah, I know. No. I, ki- I killed the person I was supposed to save. That like that's that's totally. You know, I can't watch anything, Aman. You know that. You know that I'm under a blanket. My bad. My bad. My bad. Right. See, it's not. Right. It's it's like the accu. What? How? If that stun grenade would have killed that person, I would have so so mad. So by the way, Battlefront is all the way at twenty down. Thank fuck it so, is. So, right, which leads me to the next topic in the question. It's more of a question. Battlefront, Destiny, all these games considered to be service and living games. Arnav no. and Aman, I throw this question no. off you. Is the concept of living games sustainable? Yeah, I, I mean, people no have idea. done it. One, one, hmm. good ex- one good example, World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, no, there are multiple good examples. No, 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 no. That's, that's a MMORPG. I'm thinking about games as a service kind of thing here. The the ones that's recent devil where World of Warcraft was already a full built game when it started off, right? And this one was like the game is released. Okay, it's in vanilla. We'll just keep adding. Kind of in a way where which, Final which Fantasy Fifteen was. I'm talking about games like Sea of Thieves, so games oh, like Final no. Fantasy Fifteen. Hey, sea of like- Thieves. I feel like it was a cop out. Like people just you know. Uh, hmm. I I think uh, when it comes to Sea of Thieves. I personally saw a lot of potential when, like, like there could have been a lot of scope, a lot of diversity, a lot of things that could have been done, and they were like, no, we will release this part by part. We will first release the base game with the basic features, and then we will sell them expansion, which is what I think pissed off a lot of people. It's also right. a similar thing, um, uh, in a smaller scale. Uh, new No Man's Sky did also. Right. Because their marketing, if you actually followed their marketing, they never said like, "Oh, you will be able to do it day one, and you will be able to take day one." And it's kind of sad because now you have to expect people to say that for, uh, for 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 if you want to see games like that, which is where right. I think the problem is. I, I think, uh, especially see, yes, I understand games like No Man's Sky have apparently come far from where they were initially, but the thing is. There's so much content out there in the world that if you don't get the player base within the first month, you pretty much it's it's not going to be a battle you're gonna win like ever. Like my example here was was Destiny a game of service? A games for service? Yes. Or uh, did it keep uh, keep bringing new features to the game? Yes. Did Monster Hunter World completely come and completely obliterate it? Yes. Anup, what do you think? Like about in in this world where you have so much content out there. How is this model, which a lot of companies are adapting to, especially EA with the anthem, which they think is their big bet? How is this sustainable? See, for lifestyle games to like sustain themselves properly, they have to actually have good content. Right? Like, there hasn't been like one genre, like genre of games, like where content is king has proven to be this vital to its survival. And like, right. We have like as much as we claim like World of Warcraft to be an MMORPG and anything, it's a lifestyle game. It's a lifestyle for people yeah. who play it religiously. Like for sure, even even a simple game like uh, what is this browser game? I keep forgetting. Uh, 
You know, uh, we used to play it. You look to be it was very tiny, and it came before World of Warcraft. It was also an MMORPG. Oh, Ragnarok! Ragnarok! No, no, not Ragnarok. It's a browser game. RuneScape. RuneScape. Yes, of course. Okay, yeah. yeah RuneScape uh, wh- whoever, whoever is watching the gameplay, I'm extremely sorry. I'm very distracted. I can't play. Like, but yeah, go on. <laughs> And yeah, uh, RuneScape is a lifestyle I, game, right? Like, See, what I am saying is lifestyle games have been done. But right now, what developers or publishers more importantly call lifestyle is simple. They will sell you a game, then they will sell you things inside that game, then they will sell you things inside that thing. No, what I believe is, no, what I believe is lifestyle games, what they have become now is, okay, fine, we... We have not uh, completed this game, but let's just put it out for release because we really have spent a lot of money on this, and let's just start fixing the game after that for a year or with the money that people give us. It feels like that for a while. Yeah, that, but that's because of the shitty development cycle. That's not because the games are supposed to be lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah. yeah exactly. Exactly, exactly. And like, Monster Hunter World recently has proved that, right? Okay, fine. This is a vanilla game. We'll keep adding more features. But in and of itself, this is a complete experience that you can have right now and like enjoy it completely. And it shows in the NPD sales right there. You have Monster Hunter World at number one. Honestly speaking, honestly speaking, games were anyway released like that before also. It's a new Yeah, trend. exactly. It's a new, it's a new trend. trend. Yeah. Developers it's... and publishers are saying simply because it's it's the same trend that you saw happening from 2013 to 2015 when it came to console publishers, uh, console makers saying that, you know, this is a cinematic experience to play in 30th years. Uh, that's, everybody has been saying that. That's a, see, no, the thing is, like, it's just nuts for me to say that, make a complete game and people will buy it. It just sounds nuts that you would say something like that in 2018. I think it's actually more relevant because I, I also see, see, one of the bigger uh, problems that early access created as soon as it launched is a lot of critics, as soon as the early access launched, pointed it out that AAA publishers will not back out of such a proposition once they say see it successful, right? And that is mm. exactly what we see happening. Uh, games like Sea of Thieves, games like uh, Rainbow Six Siege, even to an extent, and right. For Honor. All right. of the all all of Ubisoft's recent release, except like you know all not the... recent release. Uh, their releases from 2014 to 15. Yeah. More important. And after that, they learned though. Ubisoft learned faster than most developers. But uh, EA, for example, hasn't learned at all. Uh, even in a game like Mass Effect Andromeda, which is a purely single player game, they had fucking microtransactions strewn across the game, which is so ridiculous to think about it because there was no need. Uh, I got to know that microtransaction was there in the game of uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. Uh, after someone pointed it out to me and showed me where you can buy things with money and it is so sad like you didn't need to put that in you did not need to put that much development time into those places rather you would have put in development time uh, making the game better and it would have probably paid off in a grander way than doing something as cheap as that so yeah yeah it's it's sad to see uh, I, I, I'm get, I would say EA is one of the developers that is primarily at fault in this lifestyle game trend and also you to an extent with uh, the division no ubisoft is actually is here's the thing they're releasing the games but they're actually fixing it as we speak but but you... division ha- was a grand failure for the ubisoft because i remember 90% of their players dropped within the first two months 
not two okay, months, much. Uh, four months. Pretty correct. But Whatever. yeah. It's still a 90% drop though. Yeah. But yeah, that pretty much sums up the whole thing. I mean, the model in itself it should not exist that the lifestyle games, the definition itself has changed by the creators. And that's a sad thing. But hopefully they will, everybody will come to realize that this is not how it's going to work, right? And you can see it in the sales. You will have to probably switch back to the old mechanisms. And that's pretty much where I ended. So, Humphrey, you have anything to say? Yes, I'd like to be exiting the podcast at this point. It's been a great time and hope you all the best oh, of luck. Stay. What the hell? No, 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 no. So, I no, really no, 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 yeah, when he just said that he had time to, well, then never mind. Okay, we get it. Okay, fine. We'll move on to the next topic, which is pretty much the last piece of news we have now. And after that, we'll end it. Uh, patience pays with someone like Soham will learn that soon. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so, Square Enix. So, Aman, you, you played Final Fantasy 15. You like that, right? Yeah. It's a good game. And the team at Final Fantasy 15, uh, apparently from Square, uh, Square Enix, is branching off and creating its own studio called the Luminous Engine. Which is funny, I think this engine which... Uh, sorry, Luminous Studio. I think Final Fantasy 15 was also made on the Luminous Engine. And they will be working on a completely new IP which is not going to be Final Fantasy 15. So, this... Final is... Fantasy. Final Fantasy... <laughs> I'm sorry, I need to make that clear. It's not going to be a Final Fantasy game. It's going to be completely new IP. So the Final Fantasy 15 team is moving on from the franchise and they're creating something new. Final Fantasy 16, I believe, is going on, is going to happen, but not by this team. Summon, new, we're getting two new IPs. We're getting Final Fantasy 7 remake from the original creator, uh, Final Fantasy 16 by somebody new, and a new IP from the creators of Final Fantasy 15. What do you think about this? Uh, see, given how much time Final Fantasy 15 took, I don't want to say much before we. At least I don't. Th- no, I don't think. I don't think it's going to take that much time. Final Fantasy 15 had some serious development problems. It it changed I mean, engine. It changed yeah, directors. Sure. Yeah. I, I'm saying similar things might happen, so I don't want to talk about games that just go into production. I have gone into that drought. I have gone into depression because of that. Scalebound, uh, being a prime example. I don't want Dude, to. I- talk about games that are not <laughs> I understand, I understand. this even, is something like and, a future and even yeah. then it's like in um, in flux again scalebound right. taking example uh, prime example so yeah God, I grew up to Final Fantasy 15. I know I was in school when I was like, yeah, this thing is going to come out like within two years God, how wrong was I in that thing yeah, Arnab any excitement when it comes to this uh, how long have we been waiting for the like Final Fantasy remake or something like that? Like what, fifteen years or something? Oh yeah, where where is Final Fantasy VII remake? <laughs> I think it came out in 2015. <laughs> I think it, I mean, it was in 2015, right, when it was announced. Yeah, but see, given how they announced, see, uh, 2015 Square Enix E3 presentation was them showing what games are in development, not what games are in coming out. Right. Uh, that so, included Shenmue, that included Final Fantasy Remake, that included a bunch of games that just went into development. Not even games that were coming out that year or the next year. So yeah, uh, I am not very 
Uh, interesting. Okay. If you have to pick a date between uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out this year, though, I believe, uh, for sure, I guess, hopefully. That's a very good that's, game. <laughs> that's, that's a brilliant game, though. It's nuts. You guys should play it. I, I the story have makes played no... it. I have uh, played it. Story makes, that story makes sense in the, in the bubble of Kingdom Hearts. But <laughs> I was going to say the story makes no sense. It's so nuts. <laughs> it, it, is, it is a child friendly story. Right. 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 Yeah, of, but, of course, but, someone likes it. Hmm. But, no, but, it's actually a very fun game, though. Yeah. Yeah, but like it's a niche game. I don't see a lot of people in uh, India playing Kingdom Hearts. In India, I don't think so. But yeah, now, what I'm saying is, pick a date. Like, if you have to say, when will Final Fantasy 15 arrive? When will Final Fantasy 6? When will Final Fantasy 7 arrive? When will Final Fantasy 16 arrive? Please, and when Final will the Fantasy 16 is not yet done with development, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's going to finish the late year. I, yeah. Uh, as far as I read. And Final Fantasy VII, I think we'll see late next year or next to next year, early. Right. Not before probably. That. Makes sense. And Final Fantasy XVI is probably going to come out in 2024. Makes sense. <laughs> probably yeah. around that time. That's, that's like and keeping hope. No, if you're a fan of JRPGs, if you're a fan of JRPGs, you know that these are the long development cycles you have to push. Persona 4 was in 2008 and then you got Persona 5 in 2017. Persona 6 is probably going to come in 2026. This is just the way the Japanese developers work. Like They're like, yeah, let's just take 10 years of break and like, yeah, release next game. <laughs> but it makes it feel like an event. But that's pretty much all the news we had for now. Yeah. Yep. And now we come to the recommendation part where all of us recommend something and then tell us why we recommend it. It's not a oh, game anymore, no, but just going to recommend it. Yeah, Nino Kuni, you're straight up jump the back. Yeah, hey, tell me why. Why, why? Oh, the game has so much content. Like, if you're, if you just want a game where you want to, to immerse yourself, play a lot of, like, immerse yourself, has good gameplay, has good uh, art style, has everything. Nino Kuni, if you're okay with child-friendly games and not a serious storyline, because Nino Kuni does not have a serious storyline. It's more along the line. Yeah, it's very jolly. Disney and I really wanted to ask you on this. So it's my so it's just like in the vein of all these Studio Ghibli animes, it's very easy and very breezy watch those animes, right? Though you can just chill and have a good time with that. And while they're still very very deep, philosophically, same, same, same goes for I think uh, Nino Kuni to an extent. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And the thing I've, is, I've heard. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Tell me. You go. Yeah. So the thing is, I've also heard that people said. As far as JRPG goes, it is not very challenging, which I think is perfect because it feels like a Studio Ghibli game. They want you to enjoy the world rather than actually feel challenged by it. I think so. But tell me if I'm wrong so, in this. So, hmm. challenging depends completely on your level and your enemy's level, right? If you right. want, you just go up and try to pick fights with higher level enemies. Honestly, it's that simple. Right. Okay. And there are lots of mechanics inside the game already. Like, um, there's normal fighting, right? In mm-hmm. when you're going into battle, then there's uh, those small Pokemon, Pokemon-like things that uh, follow you around in Inokuni too. Right. Uh, and you can activate them uh, to give you. Uh, and you ha- you can have like four types of Pokemon at any time. I'm just calling mm-hmm. them Pokemon for the sake of understanding. Mm-hmm. But like, you can Why have not? like four types, and each of them have different attacks when you activate them. So even at a higher level, it is is it is it is winnable. Let me put it that way. It is not Dark Souls by any comparison. It is not a hard right. game, but uh, it's 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 it's. 
I won't say it's challenging, but it's not easy either. It is yeah. if, if you want to like if you want a challenge in the game, just simply go up to higher level. Enemy no, I'm not asking. That, that, I think that adds to the charm of the game. It's just yeah, challenging yeah. enough to get you through the motions and really enjoy the world. Yeah, 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 which, yeah. if you know Studio Ghibli games, uh, um, animes, the world. It's just you don't and no other uh, like studio has a world building kind of thing like Studio Ghibli. It's very unique to itself. Yeah, yeah for sure. Like uh, this game was for sure made for you know uh, children, mm. uh, while also right. a lot of depth. Uh, very imaginative. And mm. uh, they they have a lot of it's a coming of age story, right? And mm. along the side that there are some deep implications on the side, but it it will come only if you look into the game hard enough. And it, it, the game is just made so well. Like, honestly, I don't say this often, but like, Nino Kuni, like, straight out bought out my love for video games. Um, after like a long time, I haven't played a good game like I, Nino Kuni is probably the one game I'm playing after I had so much fun with Witcher Three. I would say. Okay. I would say, Aman, you really should get on to play more JRPGs, man. You A whole new world is going to unlock. So I, have, I have actually played a lot of JRPGs. I just don't tell mm-hmm. people. Um, right. But Nino Kuni is, even in JRPG mm-hmm. terms, it has mm-hmm. a lot to offer, simply put. I guess like, so. Yeah. You, you keep playing the game and there's just so much to do. And there's, you know, um, 15 hours into the game, I thought, you know, I was done. Uh, this is it, and that is when the side clock, uh, side uh, side quests unlock. Like that, 15 okay. hours into the game, then you can hmm. start side quests, which is hilarious, and I loved it. Yeah. And I have just completed. Uh, not, I'm not going. I'm going to slight spoiler territories, but in the in the game, no, 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 basically, no spoilers, please. Just small spoilers. You there are lots of I, kingdoms. In, okay, know, fine. And you have to go to each kingdom and convince them to ally with you. Right. Hmm? Uh, I have, there are like five main kingdoms I think. And I have hmm. just uh, finished one of them. And I'm 20 hours right. into the game. Wow. So, yeah, definitely yeah. That's JRPG. 100 hours sink, baby. You have to sink in 100 hours in that yeah, game. That's JRPG requirements. Yeah. And, the, and the issue is with that uh, most 100 hour games, it feels repetitive, right? After a Yeah, summer. right. This does Witcher 3. Yeah, it's, it's all story content, right? It's all story content, right? It's story yeah. content. These new mechanics, they're adding new things every single moment in the gameplay. Uh, it is just so nice to watch. And like. And then you have the kingdom building, and there's all those crazy stuff oh, that it yeah. keeps doing. Yeah. The kingdom builder is massive, dude. I just started it, and I just went up to level two, and it unlocks. I, just when I thought, you know, okay, this is hmm. not, uh, this is not very hard. I, I was thinking to myself, this is very easy. I'll just finish the entire kingdom within, say, two days to three days max. And then I will go up. I upgrade my castle to level two, and the entire, um, basically, my boundaries grow bigger, and I have more slots to put. And oh shit, dude, like. It's just insane the amount of content there is in the game. Yeah, it is, that's next level. Nino Kuni, I can't wait to get my hands. One As a the, JRPG the, fan myself, yeah. One of the better parts about uh, Nino Kuni 2 is that since you're building your own kingdom and you have to get subjects for your own kingdom, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And each of the citizens you acquire, acquire with a side quest, most of them. Right, so, right. And there's so many meaningful side quests to the entire thing. Right. So yeah, yeah. Very fun. 
Very solid. Good time, good times for gamers. Anup, what do you, what are you going to recommend? A movie, a game, a novel, anything. Oh my god, like I'm playing Spec Ops The Line again and this is literally what I can recommend. It's one of the best narrative FPSs I've played. But it just shows what, like it's a very gruesome mockery of what US and their like politics is. So, like, right. totally recommended for that part. Like, you just see U.S. soldiers murdering other U.S. soldiers and like creating wars and shit like that. And you just what's like, the setting like? Where, where does it take place? It takes place in Dubai, Dubai which is like, oh. which is hilarious oh, okay. in a sense that like U.S. like these, it just shows that okay, yeah, U.S. is actually capable of pushing that far into the Middle East to have their hmm. like you know powers and everything. Is so, it inspired by real events or it's completely ghost of fantasy tangent? It it's okay. inspired it's inspired by a movie which I'm forgetting was the what the movie is. It's either a movie or a novel, but yeah, like, uh -huh. it's it's uh, like completely fictional. For now, for now, hmm. up until like they think it's a jolly good idea to just walk into Dubai and like you know fire start. Oh, yeah, that's, just, that's not gonna work. Out of, it's running out of oil. There's no point in there. Anymore. <laughs> yeah. The only the only kinds of Americans that will Dubai right now are fat tourists. Okay. Are you are you are you fat shaming? Are you fat shaming? Fat American tourists. Okay. You really sold me on the game though. Not not about the fat tourist part, but yeah. But but the international politics and the mockery of it, right? Totally I know. Yeah. Yeah, Maybe. apparently there is a single stage where uh, you are the bad guy. I won't say anything else. I can a imagine it, the, most, of the, most of the war movies where you have to deconstruct it, it pretty much boils down to that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But regardless, because the line, I'm really, really, it's one of the games that has always been on my list and like, I really want to play it, but I'm like, I've been burnt, like, because first person shooter games, like, apart from few ones, story does not follow me and I'm like, how, how good this can is, this, this actually be? This is currently a third, this is a third person shooter, first of all, and second of all, this okay. is Humble Bundle, so it won't okay. cost go and check this game out right now. Definitely, it's worth definitely. it. It's worth it because I know for a fact that a lot of people not only wrote about this game but you know recommended it just because of the storyline, not just the gameplay. The gameplay is also pretty good. Damn, right. Damn but right. the gameplay okay, has aged a bit, I would say that. The story hasn't. The story still holds up. It's brilliant. But the gameplay has aged a little. It's one of the more uh, serious storylines you will get in a shooter game. And it makes you think every time that you're killing people who are, and they will be coming at stage where you kill a bunch of people and you'll be like fuck what did i do oh uh, yeah they and actually i think i think oh, i, I love, actually I love I, games like that no no i actually think i like completed that mission just now so like anyone oh, I'm, not gonna, I'm not gonna watch this podcast i'm not gonna watch this podcast in real <laughs> But anyway, like, so it, it comes, yeah, tell me. It, it completely, like, I was, I played this game when it came out, and I'm playing it again now, and it's like, oh my god, this game is still as intense as it was back then. Yeah, it, mm -hmm. it's, it's very hard also, it's not something that's pretty easy from the looks of it. 
it's not that Seems because so. i was i was like distracted or is anna really bad at it it's not that it's not that, really it's not that very bad at this so okay so my suggestion i'm going to go i'm going to suggest an anime and i'm going to be a very unpopular opinion but dragon ball super my recommendation a lot of people just give it a lot of people keep trash talking that if the gay, the, the anime really dropped the ball and i'm like and i and i have my reservations when i was watching it and i don't know where the shift happened but between few episodes i was like i'm just having so much fun right now it's like the creators really understand that this is a silly concept and we've pretty much pushed the boundaries let's just go as far as we can and let's just have fun around it like they don't take them so seriously goku is no longer a hero he's like he's just like yeah i'm going to i'm just going to fight and just going to keep fighting yeah, god have you have and you reached the end though i have not reached the end i'm oh. i'm i'm at the tournament i'm at episode 100 and i'm really enjoying myself what i really enjoy is like other people say it's still goku show but the filler episodes it's not and the other episodes where the psychiatrists really have something to do in the show which i don't know if there's lot it's not lot as compared to the other shows but given how attached you are to these characters remember this is a show where you stood up every night wake, uh, waking up just to find one episode of dragon ball z right this is that this is a sequel to that and when you just found oh they remade they're again like starting from episode 1 This is the continuation for that, and just to see Vegeta, Goku, all of these characters that meant so much to you grow in their specific ways, as you as an adult have grown. That's a, it really chokes you up in certain ways. And Vegeta's arc is still brilliant, I believe. Yeah, like uh, Vegeta hasn't even reached his full potential. I'm just gonna say that much. Okay, uh, he's still my favorite. His fights are always the most intense, in my opinion. Hey, listen, and, listen, one one thing, if you. Uh, Dragon Ball Super end. You know for a fact right now, given that Goku cannot reach his ultimate instinct stage at will, Vegeta is actually more powerful than Goku. Yes. Because really? he has perfected uh, Super Saiyan Blue. Yeah, which wow. by the way, which by the way Goku has it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That's the thing about Vegeta. He does does all it all by himself. And the thing is, he has also grown as a family man, which I really, really admire as a character that has grown in all different ways. And you know, one of the disappointing characters I will say in Super is Gohan. I believe he should have done more, but yeah. I still like his interaction with uh, Piccolo. And some of my favorite episodes are surprisingly the fillers, right? I love that they take jokes on themselves at the. that that episode where yamcha is in the baseball fight and they show him lying down the same way the pose way which is so famous for when he dies it's it's all really good it's really fun do not expect something serious out of it dragon ball has moved past it and they're really like let's just be make have as much fun as we can something like i wish naruto got it something like it's just it's just we it's just really talk, fun we to watch we do not talk about naruto and shippuden Naruto post pain is just a train wreck. It's oh, just like serious disappointment. Have you like? Oh, did you forget the pain boss fight and the animation? Oh my! I know. I read the manga. I didn't watch the animation. Holy crap! You should totally go back and watch the animation. Really? <laughs> I, really? I, I'm asking that. <laughs> yes. If you want complete ridiculous animation that is totally not Naruto at all. Hey, Dragon Ball Super has had its fair shot. But just just to be fair, the initial animation of Dragon Ball Super is pretty. It's shit. not. It's not as bad as Naruto's pain boss fight. Second part of it, like oh my okay. god, 
it's like oh and then okay, uh, okay. Have, have you got to the part where goku recruits android 17 yeah 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 so yeah remember that kind of animation it comes back when super yeah. reaches its end oh that was really good stuff there by the way yes yeah. and android 17 just wait just wait Dude, android 17 badass to the core like literal bad oh, to the bones like the one android that can go with goku head to head when he's super saiyan blue like holy shit yeah Anyways, Dragon Ball Super recommendation. You guys should check it out. Bandwagon, get on the bandwagon. Uh, we still don't know if uh, I wish Cell was a part of it, but whatever. Apart from that, it's pretty fucking good. And with that, I think we're done. Aman, uh, Anup, yeah. Uh, this happened. The weirdest podcast I've ever done. I've been in a, under a blanket for two hours now. I feel stupid as hell. I need to get out. Right? <laughs> but but I'm not so humble. So I'm not going to ditch you guys. I'm going to wait for you till you guys sign off. Properly. So yeah, thanks for thanks for watching the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Um, we'll try to. Uh, we have, what is this number podcast? 17. I think this is the seventeenth podcast. Starting the twentieth podcast, we'll take our production up a notch. Uh, we have some ideas. Uh, so yeah, and we'll and be. If you, if you have, guys. if you guys have any ideas, please send us send it through. We'll totally. We'll be inviting guests more importantly, so it will be more fun with. Uh, yeah. Hey here. So, yeah. Our production now, quality is definitely going to improve. And, and, and like, now that uh, Udit is in Bangalore. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> what do you mean, hopefully? <laughs> you are. Oh, hopefully, dude. I'm, I'm, I'm in Bangalore right now, and I'm under a blanket, and then in front of my phone with the uh, napkin all wrapped around. This isn't how I expected it to be, man. <laughs> hey, hey, life, life, life throws you lemons. You make lemonade out of it. You don't. You don't. Uh, you don't become Soham and. You don't want like, me to go the... to Portal Two on that quote. You don't want me to go. To, I played Portal Two. All that King Hell. I do not like that quote. See, don't here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Anyway, Arnab, end it. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done, Arnab. No, no. Oh, we'll do okay. this after the podcast. All right. <laughs> yeah. Fine. Fine. So I, much I'm... we will lose calories today. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Wait. 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 Let me take this shot. And... Just. Just. Bye, everyone. What? Have a good time. Enjoy. Happy Easter. Arnab, say bye to everybody. Bye, people, and please watch us. Yeah. Happy Easter, April Fools. I don't know what, like, yeah, whatever, but bye. Bye. See you guys. Take care.